0: All right, episode two, six point weekend. Uh, we got a lot of people on on a Skype call uh, this time because we just we uh, it's just a lot of a lot of like you know external uh, what do you want to call them like external forces just could not allow us to be together uh, in the same room. So it's me, Chuck, and on the line we've got KP. Say hey, KP. Hey. <laughs> uh, we have Ebony Christmas AO Raleigh President. How you doing, Ebony? Hey, guys.
1: Pretty good.
0: How are you doing? Awesome. And our resident courage slash NCFC expert, uh, Dave. Dave, how you doing, man?
2: I think you're setting expectations way too
3: high for me right
0: now. (laughs) Resident expert. Okay. Resident resident expert. expert. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Put it on a plaque. Um, So, cool. Y'all, so breaking news. So, we... This is insane, right? So, we got a U.S. men's national team game at Wake Med Soccer Park. This freaking huge. Um, mm. an initial thoughts when you first read the news. What were you? What were you initially thinking? Uh, Ebony, go ahead and start us off.
1: Oh, I was thinking, man, it's gonna be a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was my first one. That I was like, oh man, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs>
0: yeah being, being president of a of a chapter of american outlaw's is uh, a lot of work it's a lot of work a lot of pressure so no pressure no um, pressure <laughs> uh dave what did you initially thought uh, think when, uh, when when the word came down
2: we're going to need a bigger stadium sure. That's what I. That's what I initially thought because, I mean, even with this team not making the World Cup, this is going to be a sellout very, very quickly. Yeah, and
0: it's it's weird. Like the the women, um, uh, it was like a sellout in ticket sales, but not everybody showed up. Um, it might have had something to do with the fact that it was in the middle of the hot, hot heat, um, middle of the afternoon kind of thing. I don't know, a lot of factors, but it was it turned out to be a beautiful day. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know, like the men just carry a different, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They haven't won a single world cup, but for whatever reason, we feel like it's probably going to be as big of a draw, if not a bigger draw than the women playing last year. Um, what do you think KP, where, where do you stand on that? Like in terms of a, like how quick the, the tickets are going?
4: Oh man, I, I think they're going to, they're going to crush it. Definitely. I mean, I think it, it, like you said, you know, the, the men are, far less successful than the women so you think that the women would have a much bigger draw but i think it's just i think the country as a whole is still kind of warming up to the popular you know bringing up the popularity of women's soccer which is awesome but you know there's still like a ways to go and um the other thought i had my initial thought was actually i wonder how this is going to affect our mls bid because mm. mm-hmm. you know nashville a team that Only just now exists. Pretty much, Mm -hmm. they Nashville hosted a U.S. men's team game. I think was it last year? Yeah, last year. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, and I I feel like that had a lot of gravity on their bid. And I know that Malik has been putting a lot of things forward to make Raleigh more enticing. So I can only imagine that if we sold like actually fully sold out Wake Med Soccer Park with the UN's U.S. men's national team game. I think that could help us out.
0: Oh, it definitely can't. The only way it hurts is if we don't sell up. Right. Mm-hmm. If, um, Like if, if, if people tune in and they see a, you know, half empty stadium, which I don't, that's not going to happen. But, um, yeah. you know, if they see a not quite full stadium or, or if you can still count the number of empty seats, uh, let's say, like you maybe could have with the women's uh, team, like it eventually filled out, but it just took a while um then yeah that that doesn't help our our bid because i think this the stadium seats about ten thousand, probably fit a few more hundred in if you do standing room or if you do like what they do like the sideline uh seats you know like they have the like the the field level seats um you know and you know the corporate boxes will be full um and actually that that's that actually brings it to, to a good point kp you brought up the the mls bid um this is a great great opportunity for corporate s- sponsors to get in on the game to like see what it would be like to have a, a a you know a big ticket soccer game you know you know that the the front office is just running like crazy to try and grab some of those corporate tickets and um you know so i mean unfortunately i hate to be like that like the money grabber guy but like that is important that is if you're well, I mean, any-
4: that MLS is is you know you buy into it. I mean yes, yeah. there's a lot other there's a lot other factors that go into it, but it is a very money driven thing. Yep. And obviously it's 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 going to be great to see the supporter section full because it will be, and to see the general stands. But at the end of the day, seeing how those corporate boxes are filled is also going to have a really big impact on just what the impact of this game could be. Now if we don't end up getting MLS this is still a good proof of like, Hey, at least like maybe we at least need a bigger stadium or, Hey, mm-hmm. we can bring national team games here. We can bring premier league teams here, yep. bonus Liga, you know, there's still obviously lots of opportunities that could come because of this game. And because of the women's game we had last year, we, it's just, we'll just have to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The, so we'll see. Um, y'all have any final thoughts on that before we move on? Um, Uh, I'm I'm love I'm loving this I'm like so hyped I've already got it on my calendar (laughs) like already asked off (laughs) Oh
1: yeah yeah I've already asked off I've already asked I'm like don't expect much like productivity from me at work like the week mm -hmm. before (laughs) I think it's going to be a a lot of the younger talent Yeah um they making their way Yeah uh, on as it should be Yeah absolutely You're right Dave Yeah like
0: and you're both right.
1: Uh, is this a uh, FIFA date? It is. If it is, if, it then is. you might you might see some of the bigger names like Christian Pulisic out at Wake Met Soccer Park. That's yeah. going to
2: be mm. yeah. That alone will sell a lot of tickets. Oh yeah, yes. I mean, that's and There's
0: there's obviously a reason that they led with uh, Pulisic and and Yedlin on like the, the all the branding for for the for these games. Um, Would so. we
2: expect a big Paraguayan turnout for something like this? <laughs> you
4: know, I actually. Uh, considering now i realize this is a different country but i you know the impact of like the the mexican support we saw when we had um omar bravo the season we had Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. just the surge we saw and i can only imagine like the great thing about like the carry area especially but the triangle is like how diverse the nationalities are like it's crazy how many different groups of people make up the triangle so i mean who knows you could see a massive surge of north carolinian or local paraguayan fans come and see their team because it's like well i don't have to i already live here and i don't have to travel Mm -hmm. to another state or all across the world i can just literally go to my backyard and boom there's my national team playing in front of a sold-out crowd
2: well if there's a paraguayan contingent if there's a paraguayan contingent out there i mean i can imagine a lot of them traveling from fairly far away yeah, in mm-hmm. order to come to a game like this, I mean, because you remember when West Ham came to town, oh, we boy. had hammers from DC, we yeah. had hammers from New York, California, we had hammers, we had from, hammers
4: from England, California, we yeah. had hammers yeah.
2: from show up, show up for that game. So, so I would not 72. be surprised if any Paraguayans that happen to be in the country uh, might find themselves uh, in carry on March twenty seventh. I hope so. Be- I mean, there there
1: there are fans that said it was cheaper for them to fly across the across an ocean, buy a ticket to see West Ham play in carry and fly back home than what it was than it was to buy a ticket in England.
4: Wow. So, yeah, because like th- I, think, think, of gonna... who, I
3: mean, think of the
4: people who I'm just thinking of the people who might have had like season tickets at the bowling ground, but they were like way up in the nosebleeds. Right. And then all of a sudden for maybe about the same price as a single game there or maybe a little bit more, you know, just fly across the country and be like, you could literally stick your hand out and there's your favorite players.
0: Well, just like us, for any um, men's national team game that's like in D.C. or that's in, uh, what's another, maybe like Atlanta, those Mm -hmm. are easy trips for us to make. Even like Nashville, these aren't very far away. So even the the average U.S. national team fan is going to make the trip. So it's not just going to be all local people. You're gonna have no. a bunch of AO uh contingents coming down uh and coming up for for this game. So it's gonna be really exciting. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, so moving on, there was a small little presidential election for the next US soccer president that happened over the weekend. Um uh Carlos Cordero ended up winning. Um, kind of ho hum. I mean, am I am I getting that right? It's just kinda of like ho-hum. Everybody was like, uh, uh. Alright, more of the same, <laughs> I guess.
1: Yeah, it's, it's I mean, he was he was vice president, um, if you didn't know, so there was Sunil Gulati, and then mm-hmm. under him was Carlos, um, and Carlos obviously just won. Um, I don't think there's going to be much change. Uh, they're not going to see the change until we stop going, um, which hurts me to say, but I mean, I'm still going to support my players, but there there's literally no change happening, because whether Kathy won or
3: Ooh, yeah, yeah,
1: or or Carlos won, it's still the same leadership at the like at the reins of them of of U.S. soccer of of, our, of ours like everything. So it's not yeah. I don't see much changing for them, or at least for U.S. soccer in general. Um, I think the game is going to change because we have a lot of a lot more younger players that are very eager and ready to like start the qualifying process, but still, still expect to see those like one hundred and twenty dollars friendly tickets.
3: <laughs> yeah. God, my uh, goodness.
0: Yeah, and 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 as kind of even circling back to 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 our situation, you know, we have a very small stadium, and that those tickets will not be cheap. Uh, even if you're a, a season ticket member for NCFC or the Courage, it will still be a little pricey. Uh, one thing that is, if there is a ray, there are a couple of things I could think of that there's like a ray of, of hope with this. And there's small, I mean, I'm using hope very liberally here. Um, yeah, of course, he's not going to come in and just like tear up the whole organization. You don't actually want that, right? Like, because then everyone's confused as to what the hell's going on. You do need to have some sense of order and calm. Now that the the election's over, everybody can just get back to, okay, what do we do next? As opposed to what's going to happen next. Um, I think he did mention a lot about the youth in in like amateur adult leagues, um, kind of reformatting and refiguring those. I think everybody's in agreement that that needs to happen because um, I kind of feel like we got lucky with Christian Pulisic. And it kind of mm-hmm. makes me wonder who else – what's who's the next Christian Polisic that's out there that's 14, 15, um, who's, like, right on the cusp of being really, really great or just being another average player just needs to be in the right situation? Can the U.S. president facilitate that and make it better for that player? I don't know. Um, I think it needs to be easier for, for kids to get into on the game because uh, right now it's really expensive. Um, just ask any NCFC mm. youth, uh, parent, they'll tell you it's thousands of dollars every year. Um, and, and then like, just, just, and some kids just don't make it, you know, just sometimes they're not good enough or some of them are good enough, but I don't know. Um, anybody got any thoughts about that? <laughs> just like a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs>
4: I, I, I do want to, I, I realize this isn't something that I might have the, the most depth of knowledge of but at least I, I do understand that a huge overhaul and emphasis on um, youth is definitely a big thing because you think I mean it's not that it's necessarily way cheaper everywhere else but I feel like it's much easier easier to tap into homegrown talent in a lot of these more soccer centric um, countries you know a lot of some of the big names in world football, that we think of started from absolutely nothing and you know granted they were picked up by some of the big name academies really early but just having like the ability to have that access at a young age could be crucial um and like you said I think we do I think we did get lucky with Christian in his success and getting over to Europe and playing the big time to- mean, he's not like he's not like a bench warmer at uh Dortmund like he's a he's first team player starting he's a regular
0: yeah. player. He's yeah Scoring I mean, goals in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, there you go. Jeff Jeff and Cameron's
0: and- uh sorry, y'all. Jeff Cameron's uh players' tribune article w- was perfect. Yeah, I think he he released it right before the election. Really good article, highly recommend you read it because he kind of goes and he kind of puts US soccer on blast. Like, hey, maybe instead of trying to corral these these American players into MLS, let them if they're good enough to play in Europe let them play in europe i don't know you know like if if, you know if college isn't their thing like christian palisic for for him college wasn't the the way to go and that has to be okay you have to let a good player be great as opposed to letting good players stay in the u.s like we have some sort of like inferiority complex like they're only american if they're grown in america like
4: no no and 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 the same is true as the of the opposite because i think I can't remember his name, but I remember a Copa 90 doing a video on it, but there was a um, an English player who's been getting his chops at NYCFC. Oh, Jack like, Harrison. Oh, well, yes. yes. And it's like, oh, well, you know, American is not attractive. Well, that's not true. It's like, if you're like if you're going to have to play in any first division league, in theory, you know, you're going to have to play anywhere else. It's like, they, I, I realize that there's, can be arguments of depth of quality between different leagues around sure. the world, but it's still like, if you are good enough that another country's big league wants to bring you in and say, "Hey, we want to bring you here and make a new life for you and bring you into our first squad, like, do all this great stuff," I mean, it can only help player just having that access. For yeah, sure, he, he,
0: he's a he's a city he's a Manchester City like contracted player who went to play for NYCFC. Now he mm-hmm. got re-signed by City and loaned out to Middlesbrough. Uh, In the English championship. Ah. So like he's starting and he's starting at a, I mean, let's be real. I think English championship and MLS, you could make the argument that that championship is way more competitive, uh, more authentic experience overall. Um, It just gives you, it gives you more of a, this is how the, if you're English, this is how the English game is. Uh, maybe Maybe hardens you up a little bit. Um, but he got valuable, invaluable game time with, with NYCFC. So it's like, yeah, obviously we're not the only ones that are suffering with this. Um, you know, like that's a good that's a good uh, uh, thing there, KP. Um, moving on to NYC, or, <laughs> NYCFC. God, <laughs> no, in CSL. No. the <laughs> the club. Um, so didn't have a huge uh, week from, from the last time we we recorded, but. We did sign Canadian international Kyle Becker from the San Francisco Deltas, which is a huge get. And I don't know why more people aren't excited about this <laughs> signing.
2: Well, this, is, this was part of the strategy that uh, uh, Mr. Malik was uh, talking about uh, during a, a holiday party uh, late last year where he talked about being able to sign players uh, from NASL clubs that had folded or were not in operation, mm-hmm. uh, his goal was actually to try and create an NASL All-Star team. I don't know if <laughs> this gets us if this gets us a little bit closer to doing that or not. I mean, Becker had a very good season with San Francisco. I mean, I mean, he didn't necessarily score a whole lot, but he played very well for them, and San Francisco won a title. So right. Having someone who's come come off that experience, you know, would be a good good to have on that good to have on our team because you know it adds just that that little extra bit of hunger to the rest of the squad to try and win a title.
0: Uh, well said. Um, I I love the signing. It, uh, I think someone in our in our Facebook group kind of said that it was like he's the perfect replacement for Nas leaving. Like I mean, you're not going to replace Nas, but. But he brings that creative attacking midfielder role, um, who can play as a possibly play as a forward, but more comfortable playing as like the behind the striker or in the midfield, um, just attacking, making those those clear cut passes, crosses into the box. But also has a boot on him too; who can actually score. So, uh, and then being, you know, if you're if you're an international. I don't care what international level you're playing at. If you're being called up for your national team, that's an honor. That's a, that's a privilege. Um, and they obviously, you know, someone else sees your talent and and wants to showcase your talent. I think that's huge. And the Canadian teams are only getting better and better. Um, so him getting game time with the Canadian national team is great. And for him being a full-blooded Canadian international, it's really, really cool. Uh, we got to add another flag to our, uh, to our rail, man. We got so many international players now; it's insane. Um, so we have a couple of upcoming friendlies versus Atlanta, and on, that's uh, on Valentine's Day. It's, cl- it's closed doors, so we're not gonna know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the full detail of closed doors means. If we don't know anything about the game, or we just we um, only really know what the score is or who played, um, but we can speculate. Uh, when we were talking it. Means think, we're not
2: getting any on Valentine's like, Day is what it means. <laughs> what did you say, Ebony? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I think I think they'll give us like a couple of updates, maybe like beginning, halftime end, mm. maybe a couple of tweets in here and there, just like, hey, twenty five minutes in we have our trialist out on the field. Right. And scores blank. And then like seventy fifth minute, we have our signed, like our signed players, like Drake out there well and like scores this right yeah that, that bagby's tearing up our midfield sorry it's five mil I don't know <laughs>
3: yeah
0: we, we may hear a little <laughs> it kind of depends on how the game goes we may hear a little or we may hear a, a lot um yeah if it's good news we'll hear a lot I'm sure um yeah. but here's what I was kind of thinking we were talking a little bit off air about what kind of formation I initially said 4, 2, 3, one. Dave actually made a good point in that we, we ended the season with a 4 1 4 1 formation. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna run down the 4 2 3 1 real quick. Guerrero and goal, he's new. Harrington on left back, he's new. Tobin on center back with um, Fernandez, uh Wilito Fernandez, he's new. Because he can play multiple positions, and apparently we've listed him as a defender. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say that Colin Clark sees him as a defender, not a midfielder. Um <laughs> DJ Taylor at right back, which I'm, I'm really excited for him. Like he, he, like if, if, uh, if Paul black doesn't resign that positions all, it belongs to DJ Taylor and, and he looked really good in the Swansea friendly. Um, mm. uh, Deleuze and Kandazora kind of as a semi defensive midfield. I don't really like putting Deleuze in a defensive midfield role when he clearly can push forward and he's more attack minded. Uh, but maybe they pivot off of each other, but Kandazora is definitely more of a defensive. Uh, then, Halvin, the front three of Becker, Dre Fortune, and Steven Miller. Um, Steven deserves to be going forward, not coming from the back. Um, and then uh, the new, the only striker, the only striker <laughs> on our team, Mario Slomis in the uh, in the front as the number nine. Thoughts? Dave, uh, I think you said that you were thinking 4 1 4 1. Yeah, so.
2: I have a feeling we'll see Candizora in defensive mid, and probably uh, Deleuze and Becker uh, playing off of him uh, in the middle. Although I could also see Deleuze moving out left, and Fortune playing in the middle there as well. So mm. it's 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 a toss up to me who will actually uh, end up out on the left wing more often. And they may, you know, they may end up rotating in and out depending on, um, you know. Depending on the situation.
3: Yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah,
2: Ebony. I,
1: um, I, I like the lineup. Uh, I would. I don't like lose out wide. I don't think that's that's his best
3: position. You're, yeah. I um, I would. So
1: definitely you think fortune Decker.
3: would
2: be, you? would think fortune would end up playing out, uh, playing out wide, to lose yeah. more central.
1: Yeah, I would switch. In your four two three one, Chuck. I yeah. would switch the yeah. lose and Becker. Um, I can see because Becker, Becker's is definitely more versatile. I definitely see the lose and uh, Miller playing off each other a lot better.
3: Mm.
1: Like, Deleuze, mm. I mean, Miller's going to get up and down. We've seen that time and time again. Yeah.
0: He's on the wing, right? We're, we're all agreeing on, the, yeah. agreeing on that.
1: Yeah. Uh, he that's, that's where he's best suited. Um, but I think, until he until builds that relationship, which I think he will have no problem doing, he's he's played on a lot of different he's played with a lot of different people over the last three seasons, so I think he'll definitely build those relationships quick. But I think he he's gonna he's gonna play that give and go type game with Miller a lot better. I think. Oh sure. Just because they they're gonna get up they're gonna get up and down. We've seen Deleuze. he's an enforcer, but he's also fast. So he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna be able to run toe for toe with with Miller, and Becker will too. But I think he needs to see more of the field like Nas did, mm-hmm. um, to to able to help be that playmaker type player we're looking for to replace Nas. So I'd so move him thinking. a little bit further back. But I <laughs> it hurts to say with Nas gone, but I I would I'd definitely move Becker back a little bit on the field mm. and let him see it more so that he can create more.
0: I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea a lot. I'm, and I'm sure um, knowing how Colin Clark likes to, to coach, he does tend to move players around. Like if there's one thing that we've noticed with the signings is that most of these players play more than one position uh, and that yeah. we've re-signed players that, have, that can play more than one position on the field, even if it's in the same uh, third or, you know, like, like someone like Stephen Miller who can play defense, <laughs> midfield or forward. Uh, same thing with a, uh, Willito Fernandez he can play defense midfielder forward so um, while we don't have a whole lot of players signed in a th- in theory we have more than what's on the team sheet because they can slot in where, like like perfect example like what Ebony was just saying that Becker would probably I'm actually I agree with you now that I think about it like um, having um, having him be able to survey the field more and make those decisions so he could pass from the back uh either through a long ball or out into the wing, uh, and let Deleuze or or Steven Miller or Dre fortune get on the get on the end of those passes. Um and let Zora be more of that fall back. Like so I think we might be thinking maybe four one, four one might make more sense. Just have Zora be the sole defensive mid supply help supply that back line with a little bit more uh, almost like a a false back five. Um and just let everybody bomb forward, um, which I, I'm I'm super I'm I'm actually really excited for for their first game. They, you know, it's only a friendly; it doesn't count. It's behind closed doors; no one's going to see it. But still, it's it's uh, it's just it's cool. Plus, you know, there's something about playing against Atlanta that's kind of neat. Uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be against their reserves slash um, you know, bench MLS players. Um, I think it was kind of similar to what um what Nashville played against Atlanta when they Mm. had their first game. I think what they lost like three, one, I want to say.
4: Yeah, it was three, one.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so there was a lot of, there was just a total, total change with them. So it's possible that, you know, we could see a whole, you know, shift of, of, of who's coming in, who's coming out. I, I I don't know. I don't know who's going to ultimately, we're just totally guessing as to who's going to be playing. But, um, but I do like I do like Becker in that um, more f- further back in the midfield. Um, my my thing is uh, I actually searched for uh, a little bit more on Mario Slomus, um, and he had an interview in 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 Dutch on a Dutch website, kind of talking about his move. And uh, I have to I'll I'll tweet out the link. It's it's really interesting because I had to Google Translate the page, and it actually did a pretty good job. Um, but he kind of, he said like, oh, it's a journey and I'm really excited. But the thing that stood out for me that I thought was hilarious is that apparently American food is awful. And he, he like said it a couple of times in the interview, um, cause they interviewed him and another guy who's playing over at, um, in a college in Utah. And they both said that the American food is not good. It's just all chains. There's no like authentic American food. So I mean, he probably hasn't tried like city barbecue down the road. Uh, you know, like maybe I'm sure once he tries that, he'll uh, he'll maybe think about American food not being
2: so good. But I don't know. We'll, what... so, we'll, we'll, take, him, we'll take him to Dame's.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We'll take him anywhere take, yeah. him anywhere. take
2: him anywhere in Durham. You'll find like, you know, dozens of, of places that are not chains that produce mm-hmm. really great food. Maybe we'll just, maybe we'll just like take a bunch of trucks to his house. I think that would. <laughs> You know, know we'll get we Sherpa like Sherpa
1: going there.
2: Yeah, like
1: there you OCS, go. <laughs> let's just do an OCS, like, restaurant crawl where we go to, like, Chucks. We'll mm. go to Raleigh Times.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Show them
0: around. Hit
1: Calavera. Yeah, that's yeah. The thing. Let's
2: be, like, Get he, some meatloaf at Beasley's.
3: He yes. he's, he's signed. He's uh, got his
2: professional
0: contract. He he knows he's staying for a while, and we just need to show him a good time and just and show him around. Like, hey, Mario, so like this place is actually pretty cool. It's got a lot of really good food that I can guarantee you you're not getting in in Holland. Guaranteed.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> um, Do they have food truck rodeos in Holland? <laughs> I'm sure they don't, don't call it rodeo. So.
0: All right. So we're going to take a break and we're going to go back. Uh, We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit of courage and we're going to talk about some of the both teams and a little bit of general stuff. And we're going to answer your questions right after this. Stick around. All right. Welcome back. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the courage. Um, I'll be honest with you. Not a lot happening. It was kind of a slow news week for the courage. Um, Even... There's no NWSL schedule out yet. Um, we've signed all the players we're going to sign. We've made the trades. Uh, we, we've, you know, picked the draft picks. We went over that last week. Um, so the only thing that's really, and actually, this is what's a little infuriating right now, is that since the every team is kind of going off and doing their own thing right now, there's no one centralized hub, kind of like there is for USL of preseason friendlies, because, you know, they're going to start, Training in a few days, um, so they're about a couple of weeks behind the men in terms of training. But I did manage to find preseason, um, and Lisa on Twitter was asking us about you know like what's a you know what's Courage's preseason schedule looking like. I think this is it. Uh, so February twenty fifth, eleven a.m. versus UNC at Wake Med. Uh, March first, eleven thirty at NC State. March fourth. 2 p.m. Uh, versus Tennessee at Wake Med, and then of course everyone knows St. Patrick's Day, seven o'clock Washington Spirit in Richmond. Boy, that's that turned into a really big game all of a sudden. <laughs> like when that first got announced, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Washington, no, oh, um, you're gonna lose five nil." And now I'm like, "Oh God, are we gonna lose five nil?"
2: <laughs> yeah, um, Washington definitely has a much better roster. My, my only disappointment better. with this game. My only disappointment with this game is that there's pretty much no way to go to the NCFC home opener and this game yeah. and or yes. and be able to see like all 90 minutes of both.
0: Oh, it's impossible yeah. unless you could teleport. Um, all right. But uh, but, you know, that's that's just bad. That's, I mean, it's not like the club meant to do that. Um, just like they didn't mean to have a special, you know, uh, green and white specialty scarf for the St. Patrick's Day home opener where we play the only team that wears green. <laughs> um, mm. Like I was talking to Ryan, the OCS president. And I was like, um, hey man, maybe, maybe we could do like a St. Patrick's OCS shirt for for like the opener. And he's like, we play the Rowdies. I was like, ah, you're right. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. All your
1: dreams just right there. Dang. I keep forgetting
0: that, right? But like, but like could could do it for the courage still. So watch the space. We might, we might do a That's- shirt.
1: That that Washington game is gonna be really important, but it's gonna be really fun, um, yeah. because Washington has built the type of squad that's that's like you score four, we'll score five. Yeah, all offense. Because <laughs> all like, all offense. <laughs> like I think Taylor was their one defender, yep. but even then she played she played like she was on the like the forward line. It was like almost like we were playing three in the back and Taylor was a was a forward mm-hmm. at some games. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be it's going to be great to see how they like cuz how do you put Rose Lavelle, Ashley Hatch, and the other six forwards they took <laughs> in the draft?
0: Andy Sullivan, Andy Sullivan, yeah,
1: all on the field at the same time. So you're gonna play with three forwards and no defenders. They're about to play a zero six four.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll sign me up. That sounds cool.
1: (laughs) Like Steph looking back there by herself and just let them all run, all run rampant, just all um, there.
0: I will say I do. I'm happy for the Washington Spirit fans. Because they um, they had a hard time last year. The ownership seemed like they were kind of like waffling on like how much they want to invest in the club. Um, they were kind of not the laughing stock, but like they like kind of said earlier, they're like, oh Washington, you too. Yeah. Um, wow. like we were their first game or or they were our first game away. And I remember watching the the stream and going like, where is everybody? Like this is a home opener. Uh, you know, with against a brand new team, like there's there was almost nobody in the stands. Um, so yeah, like like what Ebony just said, Rose Lavelle and all and at all will definitely bring them out. Um, I would hope, uh, for this game. And Richmond's a cool town. It's I I don't know about its soccer capabilities, but it's about the size of Raleigh ish. Am I right in thinking that? I can't remember. Yeah, it it's about it. that size. Yeah, so like if we can support our team, they can support this one-off game for sure um, that their stadium based on what I've read and what I've been told from, from people who live there, the city stadium ain't that great. <laughs> it's like this really old school, low, um, kind of a, a, a bowl that maybe only goes about 20 or 30 rows up, but the angle is really ridiculously uh, narrow. So it's, it's like, you're not getting a good, it's obviously not meant for soccer It's meant for, for football. Um, so I'm, I'm just, the fan experience may not be so great, but it'll be like Ebony said, it's going to be a fun, it's gonna be a fun game. I hope it ends like eight to nine, you know, like it's a, it an actual football score. Um, so who knows? <laughs> um, so really looking forward to that. So there are your preseason matches as far as I could find. Um, so courage front office. If you're listening, we might want something like that on, uh, on a website or something like that. If we could, that would be awesome, just so everybody knows when and where. Because, I mean, I want to see the Courage play a couple of preseason games. I, I didn't go to any last year. I don't know about y'all. Um, but uh, I would love to, to see more Courage uh, preseason stuff, you know. Uh, we see- did go
2: to – a bunch of us did go to the UNC game last year.
1: Oh, uh yeah. For, yeah.
2: in the preseason so
1: Sometimes that was charlotte that's too. the same time as the yeah that's the same time as the charlotte game for ncfc oh,
2: that's right it is yeah so are they playing <laughs> are they playing on just like two different fields at wake med soccer park that day no
1: no, no so that... the men's is in charlotte and the mm. women's is at you as at wake med you mm. okay
0: yeah so even in the preseason we have to make hard decisions um, yes. but I don't know. I'm sorry. I have to. If we're playing Charlotte, I'm going to Charlotte. Sorry. No, it's just, that's just yeah. how it is. Um, one cool thing that, uh, one little bit of news that did come out this week is that Mackenzie, uh, Doniak is back from her time in Australia because they're, they're, I think they're in the playoffs now for their league. Um, And so she. The grand
2: final is coming up, actually. Grand
0: final. Uh, I love that. The grand final
2: is coming up in uh, in the W League in Australia. Yeah. And I believe uh, our our former player Ashley Hatch will be playing in it. Oh really? Because Melbourne Melbourne uh, City uh, made it to the final.
0: I did not know that. I have not been Hmm. paying attention. Uh, Basically, once she got traded, I was like, "Well, I don't need to follow her anymore." (laughs) Yeah. I don't even I don't need to know what she's doing in Australia. It's like it's, it means inconsequential to me right now. Sorry, Ashley. Um, well, cool. Well, good. Good for Washington. I would say uh,
2: Mackenzie definitely did a lot more in uh, in Australia than uh, Ashley did. Now, granted, um, Melbourne City has uh, Jessica Fishlock and Kaya mm. Simon on their team, yeah. so that kind of that kind of carried the day uh, for uh, Melbourne City, whereas. Adelaide United, where Mackenzie Doniak played, they did not have a particularly good season by any metric. Um, They finished last, so they got the wooden spoon, as they say in Australia. Uh, (laughs) Minus minus twelve goal differential, uh, fifteen only fifteen goals scored, and most interestingly, four. No, actually, Mackenzie Doniak. Had seven goals oh and my two God. assists, oh my so she was responsible. She was responsible for sixty <laughs> percent of Adelaide United's offense oh my this past God. season. Oh my God. One wonders where Adelaide United might have been without Mackenzie Doniak in the lineup.
3: Well, good
0: for her. I mean, like at least yeah. she's got the con- like. What's exciting about this is so I was totally wrong on the goals. So thank you, Dave, for for bringing the stats. Um what's great about this is that she's got confidence coming into the season. She's got uh new experiences under her belts. She's coming back with a world of knowledge playing with Jess Fishlock fish Uh that's invaluable. I mean, she's awesome. Um so coming that back That was
2: actually Hatch that played with Jess. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, though, yeah,
0: I'm sorry. You're so. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. She played with nobody. <laughs> um yeah. But... yeah. So yeah, so I got pretty that much wrong.
2: carried the day in Adelaide. Yeah. So. But... Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: Man, that is... which is
2: a great confidence booster for someone coming back to you Definitely. know this season to try and fight for another title Definitely. You know, and and mac is also someone that can play out wide so you wonder you know exactly where she would fit into you know this particular offense
0: it's a good because
2: problem that, there's it it is a when we talked a little bit about formations last time and we kind of imagine that it would still be something of a 4-5-1 but they they might go 3 at the back uh, this season. It, mm. Paul Riley is experimented with that in the past and I wonder if we'll see that again just so he can have a bit more uh, a bit more attacking power on the field.
0: I hope so. Um uh, having three at the back would be awesome uh, cuz we have that Flexibility. I'm not sure where Yuri Kawamura's injury is. She should be coming back to full fitness fairly soon, if, if memory serves, because I believe she tore uh her ACL. It was something pretty, pretty severe where she's out eight months or something like that. So, um, and that's part of the reason why we traded for Crystal Dunn, so we could get that international spot, so that we could keep her on the roster. So, yeah, if we need to play three in the back, we can always exchange out. I think we talked last week. We got a little lucky in terms of uh players staying fit in the back line for most of the season um so i just hope we can keep that up uh honestly except for yuri i mean we
1: also picked up julie king yes like if if, not, if yuri's not if yuri's not ready to go julie king is phenomenal in mm. the back so i think that would be a great substitute even if we're playing three in the back cuz abby Abby and Abby already have that relationship. Mm-hmm. Julie King, I think, is just going to slide right in there and just go instantly with them as well. Because she's she's been in the league a long time and she's been a faithful Boston player, like through many many uh, leagues. So, I think if you're playing three at the back, she can go out wide and Abby Dahlkemper can go out can go out wide and you can leave Abby Ursak central, and those three will command. And then when you have a good, and we have a good strong defensive mid like McCall, I think, you're it's gonna be. I, I like a three at the back, mm. especially just to surprise, just to surprise everybody.
0: And and for, like what you were saying earlier, Ebony, for as much offense as Washington got, we got that. But for defense, um, yeah. so thank you for reminding me about that. Like just how how deep we are all of a sudden. Like, yeah, we gave away Taylor, and and uh, I think I, I was talking to Scott on Twitter, who was uh, one of the OCS guys, who was talking about, like, I don't know, I think actually uh, Hatch may be the one that we miss more than Taylor, you know, and all that stuff, but...
2: Uh, well, that depends entirely on Crystal Dunn. It does. If well, Crystal does. Dunn Everybody, comes back well, yeah. and starts scoring, then yeah. then we really depends. don't miss Ash that
0: much. It also depends on what kind of season actually Hatch has. Is she going to have as good or a better season than she did last year, now that she has to kind of, like spread it around a little bit. I mean, that's Rose Lavelle's team at this point. Um, Like, is
1: it wrong to wish for a sophomore slump?
0: I think, okay, so here's, here's my thing. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I do kind of think there's a possibility of that. I mean, because it's always, it's just, it's natural. It happens a lot to the point where they have a name for it. Um, (laughs) The one thing I will say is that it seems that in NWSL year to year, if you're good this year you'll be good at that. Good next year, and, and I could be wrong on that. Just kind of taking—I've only had one year at NWSL, but kind of looking back, it seems that if you're good, you—you—it's everybody stays consistent or they improve. It, it seems rare that any player would take a slide, but maybe Hatch is going to. because She's going to a completely new team with completely new teammates. Um, and actually, I just remembered—it's not really Rose Lavelle's team; it's Mallory Pugh's team, um, and that's.
1: I think it's I think it's
0: Sullivan's team now. Ooh yeah. Hmm. I
1: think it's Sullivan's team now.
0: So wait, what
2: maybe you- maybe they will all be fighting over whose team it is throughout the year, and and <laughs> and forget to score when they come to carry. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be they're
0: gonna be like the PSG of the NWSL. Oh, let me take the penalty. They- no, I'll take the penalty. No, I'll take the penalty. <laughs> um. So that that that's yeah, that's great. One one thing. Um, pivoting a little bit is. That's that came out, I think, a couple of days ago is that Abby Ersig is going to is going back to the uh, New Zealand uh, women's national team. Um, so she kind of do we want to call it a boycott? She boycott the team. She just retired. she didn't retire. She just said, don't pick me. Um, <laughs> mm. I, I, I guess like she didn't quite. Re- she didn't retire. She just said I'm not going to play for the national team anymore until everything is sorted out and it seems like everything got sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um so it looks like they're very happy to have her back. Um so Honestly, so is yeah.
1: this one the USA announces a national uh, international friendly with New Zealand or mm-hmm. <laughs> at at Wake Soccer Park. Right, right. Let's, let's just, just keep let's that ball just, rolling. Keep coming back. Yeah, let's just keep coming
0: back. <laughs> just keep doing it. You know, like every, yeah. you don't need to play time. anywhere else. Yeah. Well, wow. selfishly, I kind of wish she um didn't say that she's going back because now she's. I mean, think about the travel for that. Just for playing a friendly or playing in a qualifier, that that's a long way to travel. Long, but long train, not train ride, plane ride. Uh, You know, you got to get used to the time differential again. Then you got to fly back.
2: There's a train to New Zealand?
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, Take that Amtrak, baby. Uh... Hey, it
1: gets you far. It gets you far. But no, like, like,
0: so selfishly, I'm like, I really wish she wouldn't just so that, you know, we could just have her fresh and that the only thing she has to worry about is, the NWSL season, but yeah, you know, good for her. If she really wants to do it, I have no problem with her uh, wanting to represent her country again. I think that's great. Um, But yeah, just selfishly wish she, she wouldn't. (laughs)
2: Um, Well, if it, if it gets to be too big a problem, at least we have Julie King to back her up. That's true.
0: That's true. But hopefully it won't, it won't be that big of a problem. Um, She's a professional. Okay. So moving on to, since it was kind of a slow news week in the courage world, um, kind of going to talk about a little bit of a little bit of everything going forward here. So, um, NCFC just came out with shirt week. So every day Ooh. last week they released another um, shirt to to sell in their store. Um, do y'all have a favorite? I know KP, you really love the red one. You're you're all about that well, red. You know, I
4: I, w- I would say that that would have been my first pick, and I am glad they acknowledge that a lot of fans really do want to see a little bit more red mm-hmm. integrated because it seems like they just kind of brushed it off. But having after having released the rest, I actually, I, I'm not usually big on, like, white shirts, but I do really like the, um, the NCFC Distressed Natural tee. It's like an off-white with, like, a distressed... Gold print on it, yes. And to to tie it up, I really like the Courage tee as well. So I'm, I I work in apparel. I do online marketing for that kind of stuff. So I like, I'm a little nerdy about like (laughs) materials and brands and the fact that like and so some people Comfort Color doesn't mean anything, but it's a brand. It's very high quality. All I have a bunch of shirts that I wear to work that are Comfort Color and they're very popular here in the South too. just because of their comfort and a lot of like big preppy brands really gravitate towards them. And the fact that NC courage is like, cool, we'll just put out a comfort colors. tea. Oh. I was like, all right. So like, if you're looking for high quality, I mean, I can't say much about the rest because I don't know what they are, but just, just purely on name alone, I can tell you that the NC courage comfort color tea is going to be soft, comfortable. And I think it's washed to size, nice. but I highly recommend, I highly recommend it. they're a really good shirt kp with the inside info man i was just thinking face, kp yeah like i was on the fence and another thing is another thing is i think one thing i did notice a lot of people complaining about last season's shirts is like a lot of the prints like started like cracking and stuff like that and i think part of it was just and and this was true with the jerseys too just like they had so little time to put merch together whereas Mm -hmm. this time it's like oh hey we can put stuff together like way in advance so Mm -hmm. i have a feeling that like anything you get from the store this year you're going to be even even more excited about and more like like it's going to last longer all that kind of stuff so like i love that they did this whole shirt week thing like introducing more products i think anything you snag is probably going to be awesome this year
0: well thank you for
4: this podcast
2: like- this podcast is full of experts. Yeah. In, in in
0: all fields, right? Like if there's ever a field that is just like a KP's wheelhouse right now, it was soccer shirts. <laughs> like,
4: yep. Um That is that's like too niche, but it's there for me. <laughs>
0: um I, I, I you've sold me on the the comfort color man, because honestly when they were like, Oh, by the way, it's comfort color, I was like, Great. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, so unless, I'm assuming it's you're... comfortable. <laughs>
4: Yeah, unless you're in the industry or you're a preppy southern woman, you probably wouldn't know what comfort color is. But now I encourage all of you to try it.
0: I love that they had the least southern person bottle it too, is Sabrina DeAngelo. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that that's that's cool. Yeah. So I I'm I'm putting my vote for the courage shirt just cuz everybody there needs to be more courage shirts. Um yes, yeah. I do I do like yes. that one.
1: That there was only one curse specific yeah. shirt, yeah. but that the the white wraparound star shirt, I like that shirt and it's the different the, the distressed one. The sh- yeah, it was different, but I like different. Yeah, yeah. So anything that's gonna like stand out and make someone mm. go, "Ooh, what's that?" Yeah, I'm all for. they are mm-hmm. all
0: in on that star. I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: that star. I thought like you know the hats that they did with the skyline underneath the
3: brim. Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought they were going to do a shirt. Like I was like, so hoping like they had like a shirt with like that skyline with NCFC surrounding that star. Ooh. I would have bought three. <laughs> oh <I would've laughs> yeah, that's
3: true. Yeah. Uh,
0: If anybody's listening, you got more shirts to do.
3: And yeah,
0: sort of
4: piggybacking off of what Ebony said, just going on the hats. I do like that. They, sprinkled in uh beanies and yes. so that um the uh so I have the adjustable NCFC cap but now they have that same hat with the star on the side but now it's got the courage badge on the front.
0: Yeah, that's it's true. That. They didn't they didn't really have much courage hats last year. So the beanie looks really good. It's like blue and gold only. I love that. Yep. Um
4: and and I I've been wearing the hell out of my adjustable ncfc i know m- most of my hats are fitted but this one just happened to work and it was super comfy so i might get the courage version now because it's like this reliable comfy hat and now it has the courage badge on it too boom
0: boom uh love love the the merch idea stuff i think everyone was like "Ooh, they're all building up for the kit release and it never happened <laughs> but that's okay yeah we, have, yeah we have time we have time for that um You know, now that I think the one thing that the front office is loving is that we have time. We don't have to release everything in two weeks. Um, So, really (laughs) excited about that. So, speaking of kit releases, Vegas, Las Vegas Lights had their kit release last week and it didn't really go down well with everybody. Uh, for the most part, everyone went.
2: It's a neon uh, nightmare. Is it,
0: what is. it is uh, like
2: pretty much like the rest of Vegas when you think about right. it. Right.
0: So that was the general consensus. Consensus was like, it looks gross, but Vegas is gross. Mm, fits. It fits. But Ebony was saying off the off air that you have an opinion about this this kit. Care to share?
1: <laughs> I actually like this kit. Oh.
3: <laughs> oh. I, <it's- laughs>
1: <laughs> Only because it's so Vegas that mm-hmm. you just wanna buy it. Now I agree with KP, he said this off air. The the center like the center logo on the jersey, no. But the logo no, is, yeah, no, is that. A, like that logo is amazing. It looks now, good. Now do I wish that I wish the jersey? like it was to the side like I need a trad- I need it on a traditional kit, mm-hmm. that logo. But I love I love that kit. For some reason, and it just it spoke to me, and I and it spoke to my wallet, and I was like, oh.
0: "Did you buy one?"
1: No, I have not bought one oh, yet. Okay, I'm still, I have a bet going with someone that if I buy a jersey, I have to then buy them a gift as well.
3: Ah. so
1: that's like double the money. Yeah, I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, good, so good call. I've
2: been, I've been... It, it, Vegas does have. <laughs> Vegas does have a tendency to speak to people's wallets. Yeah.
0: True. <laughs> well the, and the, the, the also, their gimmick of one other part. Yeah, go ahead, KP. I
4: was say, there's one other part to the jersey that I totally forgot about, but I looked at the uh OCS blog post and this is definitely a no no. The smiley face underneath. Oh, so man. when you flip yeah. the shirt off, it has face. Now yeah. that that's a little far. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That apparently, there's some backstory. Have your,
1: you have your instant celebration right there. It's yeah. your instant celebration. I think there was a Spanish club
0: that did. They were sponsored by Burger King, and so they had the Burger King uh, king underneath their shirt a couple of years ago. So very similar, <laughs> but just when they flip up the shirt, it's the pick. It's the face of that creepy ass Burger King face. Yeah. Oh of that shirt. man. Yes. Uh, I agree. It's too much, but apparently. Based off of what I read, that the smiley face thing is a thing at Zappos, which is who, who their sponsor is on the front. So I guess it ties in somehow, but it, but I don't understand where the confetti is coming from. That's all around the smiley face. It's just a lot. It's it's loud. Yeah, it's loud. But it's Vegas. It's very much Vegas. Good for you. Speaking y'all.
2: of Vegas, can I just express my disappointment that uh, a Cirque du Soleil show is not the shirt sponsor oh. for this particular <laughs> oh, kid? Yeah, wouldn't just wouldn't just, you love to yeah. see? Wouldn't you love to see a soccer kit that has zoomanity right there? Up front? <laughs> or uh, Britney
0: Spears Live. Doesn't she have a residency in Vegas right now?
2: At the moment, yes. <laughs> Celine yeah, yes. Dion.
0: Um,
2: oh, yeah, Celine Dion. <laughs> now, 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 there you go. We need Celine Dion's face on the inside of the shirt. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, guys, soccer fans. <laughs> I
1: mean, I is... buy that jersey. I, if Celine Dion's face is ever on a jersey, Yes, I will take
0: the hit over that double See, y'all, you don't understand. Soccer fans in America and Celine Dion fans, that Venn diagram is a circle. Okay. (laughs) It's a circle. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves both. All right. So moving on to uh, questions. You asked us questions online at, at hashtag ask6pw. And uh, we got some good and some good and some interesting ones. So we're going to run them off real quick. Brian on Twitter asks, is Matt Fondy coming back? Nah, man, uh, not looking good.
3: Uh-huh.
0: If, if he were, we'd, we'd, love,
2: would... we'd love to have him back. Yes, we would. I think there are probably certain factions within the club that would not necessarily love him back as much as we would. Right. So well said, Dave.
0: Uh, I would put a two out of 10 chance. I've only put two because I don't know where he is. So there's always a random chance, but not looking good. Justin on Twitter asks, who do you see as a team to beat in USL and the NWSL? Um, I mean, Matthews, Matthews, Independence, yep, Matthews. uh, since well, they're
2: the team to beat just for us, just because for us, we always want to beat them. Right. He's, he didn't get so, yeah. into
0: specifics, but I'm just going to say, obviously Charlotte, um, Cincy, Tampa, Louisville, Charleston, agree, disagree, any others?
1: Sacramento, I Cincinnati, Sacramento. I
2: think would definitely be up there. Yeah. Well, we would never play Sacramento. We only play in the, oh, uh, in, the only in the East. In the final. In the final.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Ebony's going ahead and say like the final. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, as far as the NWSL, I mean, Orlando's stacked now. Washington is it's stacked. It's
1: always going to be Portland, though. Yeah, it's yeah,
0: yeah
4: I was about to say Portland.
2: Yeah, um, Port- Portland's gonna be Portland's gonna be a contender. Orlando's gonna be a contender. I think Chicago will still be a contender. Yeah. They might have lost Kristen Press, but they got Sam Kerr.
3: Yeah, that's, a, mean, that's, that's a that's a that's, that's
1: a training, training. of anyway. What'd you say, Ebony? I don't think Kristen Press was doing much for them anyway. So I don't her, know how big of a yeah. loss that yeah. was. It, Except a, it was against like, the courage. Like, right. Yeah, for some reason, like I don't get it, but against everybody else she was like non-existent and she was a great ticket seller like right you can throw kristen's fresh face on a billboard somewhere and do your my count of town all over (laughs) chicago stopping traffic sure um but
0: oh man yeah
1: like she i I didn't say too much kerr kerr is definitely gonna score some goals oh definitely
2: yeah. yeah, I think that makes. I think that makes uh, Chicago uh, a contender once again. Kim, Kim, uh, so, so we're, we're going to be watching out for that. And I think Washington this year they they have a lot of young players, so it's hard to tell whether they're going to gel that quickly. I think they're going to be true contenders in 2019. I mm-hmm. think in 2018, with the number of other stacked teams that we have in this league, I think they're going to be. More, they might end up being more of a dark horse. You oh, know, a team a that a will show. compete against against everyone, but they're not always going to beat the the Chicagos and the Portlands and the Courages. So the, uh, biggest,
0: the biggest difference between last year to this year is that last year you could name clubs that were easy wins or easier wins. This year you really can't say that as much. The talent has kind of shifted and evenly spread out now that there are only nine teams. I mean, we literally just named half the league as teams to beat. Um, you know, like it, it, that's what's going to make the the league so interesting to watch this season is because literally everybody could beat everybody every game. Like it's fifty fifty. I don't even I don't even want to know what Vegas's odds are on on games week to week because it would just be it'd be impossible to to,
2: to calculate. It's going to I be really, much more competitive. Yes,
1: it's. I think it's. I think it's going to be a battle for third and fourth because I think yeah the top two teams are definitely going to be Portland, Carolina. And then Hope I definitely so. see, I actually see Chicago coming in third.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: then um, I had Washington at fourth.
0: That's fair. Well, I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. who knows? Uh, I, 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 I don't know.
2: I think Orlando will have something to say about that, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's impossible. Well, I mean.
0: No. I mean Orlando was pretty good last year and they didn't even make the playoffs. Right. Am I, am I th- right in thinking? No, they it? made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Just, yeah.
2: I, I, I thought it was, I, th- I enjoyed the irony of them uh, beating us in the final game. And then because they beat us, they had to travel 3000 miles <laughs> to, play
0: to
3: Portland, Portland
2: <laughs> thus reducing their chances of having a home final.
0: Yeah. So Ooh, true. Um, Justin also asked us a very interesting question that we're going to try and get through real quick. Which Disney princess is which coach for us for for NCFC and for the Courage? So Paul Riley is the Courage coach, and I think we said off air Mulan was the choice.
2: Well, we we were debating between Mulan and uh, Merida from Brave. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. And I I tend to think Mulan because I think he's I think she has more of that junkyard dog. <laughs> Uh, Ethic
1: in her. <laughs> this has been on my mind this entire this entire recording session, and I've been I, I've been going back and forth between 22, and I actually landed on Mulan. As well. All
0: right, so Mulan. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, Mulan for Paul Riley. Colin Clark. Uh, I have Pocahontas, Jasmine, or Merida.
4: I don't know. So, is, is there another? I'm I'm going to throw my wild card. I, I said I told you guys about this before uh, we aired. But um, he, she's not a princess, so that doesn't technically Oh right, count, right, right, right. I said I said Megara from Hercules because she's like very bl- like very blunt, no BS, and that to me that kind of speaks to me as Colin Clark, like when he's giving interviews, especially.
0: I, I got I got nothing for that. That that I think that one's perfect. So me- Megara, Meg, for yeah,
4: if non princess technically, but uh, it's you know, a technicality. But,
0: we'll take it. Technicality. Yeah. I'll, it still I'll, counts. I, I, I think it still counts. I think some people would, would say that she does. If there is a uh, Princess Hall of Fame ballot vote and, uh, you know, sports media <laughs> yeah. people get to have that vote, I think she would eventually make it in third ballot, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Drew on Twitter asked, biggest NCFC offseason loss not named Brian Silvestre or Naz Abadawi? It's got to be Connor For me, I think it's got to be Conor's, uh Partner in the back, um, so uh, so uh, Ibiaga. Um, I mean, mm. not having that. I think what was good about Con- or for Connor was having regular a regular uh, guy to play off of because I think in years past it was kind of a rotating uh, position. Not having him there week to week, kind of you know you have to gel with the same. You want to have the same group week in week out. Without him there hopefully he can create a new partnership but that I, that for me right now is a huge loss that's not one of those two i don't know if you guys have anything
4: yeah. <laughs> it is it's kind of that, bad that it's like the two that he said that aren't named it's kind of like uh. yeah. i mean but i mean cuz those two were lance? such a big lance loss. Lang? Lance,
2: Lang Lang? I oh, yeah? lance i was thinking lance i was thinking lance as well yeah, I was thinking he, he, he. You know the the um, the amount of scoring that he brought to the team. The threat. The problem with Lent. Yeah, the threat of him, especially on free kicks. Yeah. Because we don't yes. really because with with Nas gone and Lance gone, we don't really know who's going to take the free kicks now.
0: Dre, Dre, Dre does it.
2: Okay. Well, I th- I, I, that's what I
0: think. Dre or or maybe Austin. I don't know how good he is on free kicks, but I have a feeling Dre's going to be the one because Dre Dre scored a couple free kicks last year. They look good. So, um, All right, so Drew also asked, 77 NCFC youth players signed national letters of intent with universities last week, where their practice time will be limited and they'll be playing a short season. Should the club be doing more to get some of those players into contracts with the club full-time? Uh, good mm. question. Real good question. Yeah. Um,
2: well, how much would they actually play full-time in right. USL? Though? I guess
0: really he's That's... saying more of the practice week in, week out would be more beneficial for them in the long run than it would be for just playing for your college and coming home and sitting on the couch um, kind of leads into. So we were questioning about George Marks, the goalie that just signed for us, but he's also going to play at Clemson next year. Uh, yeah. I talked to him and he said that he has an amateur contract. So kind of like what Drew's wanting to, to mention in that he keeps his eligibility. He's not labeled a professional, he gets to play at Clemson for the whole season. Then he comes when the season's over, he comes back here and continues to train and play. So you can play as it's weird. He can play as an amateur in a professional league with professionals, but still be considered hmm. an amateur. It's, it's very interesting. Um, I know maybe it's not play. Maybe it's only he can train, but, um, he did play in uh, God, I want to say he, he got some game time in the Swansea game last year. I could be wrong about that. um, but, Drew, that's a lot to unpack about – I mean, there are so many players. I mean, even if you take the top ten, um, I don't know, like, are, are they – maybe we would have if they were good enough? I don't know. I don't know if they're even at that quality where it would bring everybody down if they came into practice. Tough to say. But it's a good idea. I mean, we have that – that, like, that – trail that just leads straight up to pros you know path to pro and all that but i guess that's also what the pdl's for in a way you know to get your game time in that way um and we
2: do have a pdl squad and we so do there would the be U- room 23s. for them to play there would be room for a lot of these college players to play there yeah on, you know if if, if they if Colin Clark doesn't feel they're good enough to actually make it to the first team. Yeah. And, then and that's I, always going to be the question.
0: And uh, I think know. the like tobacco road FC just had a player that got drafted by the Rapids. And then he ended up signing for Nashville uh, University of North Carolina product. So it's like, man, we kind of let that guy slip, you know? Uh, I mean, it's not our club, but he's local guy. He played in Durham. He played for UNC. And yet Nashville's the one that gets him, not us. Um, and he's a forward would have been really nice to have on the roster. Um, so yeah, there's Is a lot.
2: Nashville an affiliate for anyone this year in USL. Uh, I don't think or so. Are they independent?
0: I think they're independent because they're not, they're not going to be in USL for very long. Or actually there's a theory that even oh. though when they go to MLS, they still keep their USL team. It's going to be weird how that's going to work out though. Um, Cause it's rare that a MLS club and a USL club in the same city by the same owners, that'd be a first as far as I remember. Um, Evan on Twitter asked, since he asks this for everybody, is Pepsi okay? And in this case, man, Pepsi is born and raised in North Carolina. So yeah, it is okay. It is okay. Um, It's just a random fun question that he asks. Um, (laughs) So to wrap it up real quick, we just announced, Oak City supporters just announced that uh, we're going back to uh, watch the Carolina Hurricanes uh, OCS on Mm -hmm. ice. It's a fun question fun night please if you're in the area and you hear this go to oakcitysupporters.com supporters.com hockey buy your ticket it's the cheapest ticket that you could possibly get that night since it's a homegrown series you'll see what that means on the website we're playing a uh, you know Pittsburgh Penguins it's a big game we come out man and we have ourselves a party uh we bring the supporters culture for soccer into uh hockey arena and KP is part of red-eye rowdies he just started that a couple weeks yep. ago uh, which is basically going to do that so it's going to be a really cool partnership with OCS with Red Eye uh, Rowdies, kind of bringing that soccer supporters culture in indoors in an arena. I can't wait! I can't wait! It's going to be so much fun. Um, oh yeah! So um,
1: so yeah, check that that's out. What you say? I'm. If you were at the last, like at the first one we did, and you remember just like people looking at us crazy as we were cheering <laughs> the very like for the first couple minutes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you just hear, "Come on, Canes! Come!" Like
3: they use just that coming now. from
1: a life of brother. Yes, I love it. And yeah, I can't do it again.
0: So we're we're, we're gonna do that. So OakCitySupporters slash hockey to get your uh, tickets. So uh, y'all, thank you very much for listening. If you've let, managed to last us long, uh, like us on Facebook at Six Point Weekend. Follow us on Twitter at Six Point Weekend. Make sure to subscribe to our iTunes page. And if you would please leave a review of our show on iTunes, it helps us out. Uh, makes us look good and makes us feel better about ourselves um, thank you all very much for listening and we will see you again next week bye bye